When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Sports Day for Kia, the seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Middle of the week, it's hump day. Welcome to Sports Day. Paul Bonza and 36ers legend Brett Maher is with me. Marzi, welcome back to Sports Day. Yeah, great to be back. Uh, always good fun coming here with you, Bonds. Oh, thank you, mate. And uh, you can be part of the show too by... Dialing in on the week's open line, discover exceptional customer service. Weeks homes, discover different. One three hundred seven three six seven three six or text in o four two seven one five four one double six. You should know the number by now. Um, Marzi, it's a it's the weather's just getting a little bit better. Test match tomorrow. Oh, just got a, I've wait. got a few mates locked in for all five days. They're going to be sloppy if it goes <laughs> to five untidy, days. I'll tell you what. Uh, <laughs> Probably untidy after two days, but uh, I would yeah, have thought if so. it goes five, not many people last the five. All right, let's get into the hot topic. Thanks to Repco Authorised Service Centre. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre for expert car service. Book online at repcoservice.com. Big news today is that the so-called magic round has a name. The AFL have announced that it will be, well, it's been leaked. That it will be, <laughs> yeah. it'll be known as a gather round, a festival of footy. Gather round. Gather round. I thought they would have come up with something good. I don't, I don't like don't, it. You don't like it? No, don't it's, like it's, it. I like my multi round. Multi round. Multi round was good. But, I like that. Um, yeah, we can't. Uh, I guess gather promote round. betting too much. <laughs> it's a little bit <laughs> gamble responsibly. It's a little um, bit Aussie. Gather round. Gather, gather around. Gather around. Come around. Sort of watch thing. the footy. Have a beer. Come to Adelaide. Gather round. Like, yeah. I'm sure that's the advertising that's going to come out yeah. is, is on that phrase of gather round. Well, let's hope we nice do get a words. lot of people coming in from interstate. It'd be good to see uh, everyone support it. And it's a great uh, excuse to come to Adelaide, go to the wine regions, uh, experience everything that we've got here and get a couple of great games of footy while you're here. I, yeah, Peter Malinaskis, our Premier, was on uh, – he's flying at the moment, the Premier um, – doing everything right. He was on breakfast this morning with Miles and Gibbsy, and he's just – he sort of was pushing for at least one or two games to be regional, so whether that be in the Barossa. We think mm. the Barossa – there has Barossa to be, be a game in the Barossa. Well, that there? makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, that makes that, sense. they've got enough grounds. They've got a couple of really good quality grounds in the Barossa. That uh, they down can. south as well, there's some yep. um, good areas down there that they could probably look at. Yeah, I, look, I, I hope that's the case, that they play a couple of games and it's not all just using suburban ovals and Adelaide Oval. I hope they, they get out to regional because, yeah, that's what it's about. It's about getting the game out into those areas, getting the local cafes and pubs and businesses out there making some coin as well. Well, you touched on Peter Melanaskis. I was at the Velo 500 um, and everyone was walking past um, – saying how much they loved it and that uh, it is a huge win that he has brought that back. And there was just a really good vibe around that. Uh, the concerts apparently were quite good. 
and uh, bring in. I think Robbie's uh, nearly locked in. For, Robbie is locked for in next for next year. year. That so was quick too. That's going to be excellent. So does that? Uh, I, I guess that just adds another layer to how good this event was, and what a mistake the last government by letting it go. Well, it is, and uh, yeah, I can't believe they would let it go. There's so many rev heads, so many bogans in SA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a no-brainer to hold it, you know, and and that's why the guys at OTR are doing really well with the stuff at the Bend and all that as well. Um, so, yeah, I think it's been a great event and, um, yeah, having Gather Round come in, uh, I think that's going to be awesome. Gather Round. We'll, um, it'll grow on us, I reckon. <laughs> I reckon it'll grow on us. The test match obviously starts tomorrow at Adelaide Oval. It's a day-night test. Australia playing at the West Indies. If you've been living under a rock, worst-kept secret is that Pat Cummins will not play. It was announced today that he won't be fit. He didn't even bowl in the nets yesterday, and that, to me, said he was never going to play. It's a bit of a giveaway. The strained quad, I don't know whether it's more than that or not, but he did look ginger, even chasing after a couple of balls in that first test. Um, You could tell it wasn't right. Uh, and you may as well have fit guys out there. I mean, West Indies, we can't take them too lightly. Uh, no, of course not. We we played pretty well in that first test. I mean, when you get two double hundreds in your first innings, it helps set you up, and then Labergé uh, goes on with another hundred. For me, Braithwaite um, has been really the only resistance. <laughs> he was he was excellent. Yeah, that, uh, look, they've them. got some very good players. They are developing. They're quite a young team, apart from Brathwaite, um, their skipper. But he is he is elite. Mm. There's no question. And he showed that with his 100 in the second inning. So um, Scott Bolan replaces Cummins. Do you think they should take this as an opportunity to bring anyone else in as well? I don't know. Well, let's let's have a listen firstly to what Nathan Lyon said on Scotty Bolan. His skill set's always been at the top in, in my eyes. He, he hits me in the pad for fun when I play against him. What I've seen Scott now is a, uh, a lot, his confidence level has obviously gone up a little bit and, and so it should be. He's a world-class bowler. So Steve Smith comes in as captain. He captained Australia last time they played in Adelaide, the last test. So he just captains in Adelaide now. He doesn't captain anywhere <laughs> yeah. else. Um, I, I, but they didn't name the full 11, which to me says maybe they might rest Stark or they might rest Hazelwood and bring in either Nisa or Lance Morris, who was impressive in the Nets. Well, are they going to look at it on any of the grounds? They're going to look at uh, a second spin after the success we had in the one dayers. Mm. Is that something probably not Adelaide, but uh, is there? No, it's probably only Sydney. They'd look at that. They'd look at that. The Gabba yeah. um, MCG has been more of a. Quicker, yeah, quicker bowlers wicket in the last year or so. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I just wonder whether there's another bowling change coming because the South South African Test is only a week away. That starts the following Saturday, so there's not a lot of, lot of break, not many days between the end of this Test and the next Test, so it doesn't give the bowlers much of a rest. And who would you rest? Is it Stark or Hazelwood? I think you'd go to him and. See who's, who's, who's the feeling, who's, Yeah, who's who's feeling who's feeling okay? Yeah. If they're both feeling okay, they both feel like they can play this test and play the next test without any issues, then you're probably playing both. Mm. Yeah. Well, the batting is uh, – it's hard to put any marks across the batters at the moment uh, along with those double centuries with Head getting the 99 and um, whoever didn't bat well in the first innings – 
came and batted well in the second innings, guys like Warner and that as well. So uh, I think all of them are looking pretty good and uh, hitting some good form. I did I did mention this last night, but I did love the social media um, post from Manus Labashane where he's got Alex Carey one side of him and Cam Green the other side of him who didn't bat. And it, it's across the top. It's 308 runs between the three of us, ah. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was very good. <laughs> All right, let's uh, switch tack now. Oh, don't forget, obviously, you can listen to the cricket on SEN, across the SEN network, and it starts at 1.30 tomorrow um, on across all of the SEN network channels, wherever you're listening. Um, the World Cup, Marzi, uh, Portugal had a, a pretty just... They smashed a, it, didn't they? 6-1 win over Switzerland. That's winning by an innings and 100 runs. If you're talking cricket language. and uh, But the big news, it's not the win, it's Ronaldo. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe uh, all the talk around him and um, getting benched. And then people, a lot of people are saying that they're better off without him. And you're talking about, if not the best player, one of the best couple of all time. And they're talking about, no, let's, a lot of them are saying they're better off without him. He's not had a good month. He's very polarising, um, both on and off the field in stuff he does. Um, and I can imagine... Um, that if you don't pass him the ball, you might get the odd glare. And I was interested to see some, some one of the, I think it was, uh, was it South Koreans, they learnt, um, they learnt Portuguese so that they could swear at him in Portuguese, That's <laughs> which great. I thought was fantastic. That's going into some great research there. <laughs> fantastic. Oh. Um, so they played the young kid, um, Goncola, I hope I got that right. And Cola Ramos, and he scored a hat trick. Mm. So hard, uh, hard to dispute that, isn't it? Well, then you go to you go to the manager, Santos, and go uh, Fernando Santos. You've done a marvelous job there. You brought this kid in. He scores a hat trick. I think it was his international debut as well. Mm. So not a bad debut. Well, and then post game. So Portugal are going down to their fans at one end of the ground. They're thanking and they're clapping yeah. and they're. Thanking their fans, and Ronaldo is walking off down the change room by himself. Yeah, that's selfish to me. That's all about me. Look at me. When you've just you've just gone through, you've just had a great win, six one as a team. It's not a good look. Like you go celebrate with a team and then get pissed off when you get down in the change room, or if you're going to get pissed off. But yeah, not a good, not a good team man from my. Just looking at that, it's it, it reeks of Suki Lala, doesn't mm. it? It's it's your. You're annoyed that you didn't play any minutes. This kid has got a hat trick. You're annoyed at that. I don't need to be part of this team. I'm above this team. I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. Uh, in his defence, it would be hard. Yes. Being how good he is and and the run that he's had and then for things in the last couple of years starting to go against him um, in club, hasn't been going well for him there as well. He's mm. been having some struggles there and then to come here and get benched. I mean, it would be hard for his ego, I would imagine. If the problems around you, you're having all the problems, <laughs> normally sometimes, sometimes you got to yeah. look in the mirror <laughs> and just say, maybe it's me. Uh, Morocco had a, an amazing upset win over Spain, three zip uh, on the penalty shootout after a nil little draw at full time. Um, great stuff from That's Morocco. A big win. Big win to beat Spain, who are an unbelievable team. Um, yeah, for me, they're the only one that I didn't expect to get through. If you look at those other teams that got through, although England, you never know. They normally 
do pretty average at World Cups. Mm. But uh, they're playing well. All the good teams are playing well, and that's yep. what I like. You want all the good teams to meet and have some cracker games. And we're talking about this before the show, about that dream marketer's dream. If you can get Portugal versus Argentina, Messi versus Ronaldo in the final would be amazing. It certainly would be. All right, Marzi, we've got to take a break. And you can stream every NFL game this season live on NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. Later in the show, we've got uh, the young draftee from Port Adelaide, Cole Marshall. And DJ from the 36ers, he's playing his 400th game against the Perth Wildcats on Friday night. So uh, stay with us. Lots more to come on Sports Day SA. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. It's Test Match Eve on Sports Day SA. Paul Bonzer, Brett Ma with you. Be part of the show. Text in 0427154166. And we're here for tyre power brands you can trust like Maxxis Tyres. The big holiday sale is on now. And the seven-seat Kia Sorento. It's a large SUV. Marzi, we'll keep talking more sport. St Kilda, bad news coming out of there yesterday. Max King has... Uh, that's Lindsay mucking around with the buttons again. <laughs> <laughs> we'll blame him, throw him under the bus. Um, Max King, uh, shoulder reconstruction. He's going to be out for about 16, 20 weeks. Um, are they the unluckiest football club in the AFL, St Kilda? You'd have to think so. The amount of weird and wonderful injuries they get, big players that go down, and like to have that at this stage of the season, well, I don't know what they're doing in their pre-season. But, um, well, primarily it was like a, you know, just... Not even that. They weren't even going hard at the footy or anything. It was just one of those things where he just fell wrong and and tripped over his own shadow. And I don't know if it was that, but they're unlucky. It, they are unlucky. They've and there's there's a team that's probably missed their window. They're in a massive rebuilding phase. They can't afford to be having stuff like that happen at this stage of the year. And it, <laughs> I, I know a few Saints supporters as well. And. They've just, you know, they've just gone, oh, well, that's, a, you know, it's just what happens. what happens when you follow St Kilda. Now, you know, one of our best players, oh, I just go down, oh, yeah, that's what happens. You know? you know what? I got a lot of mates that are Richmond supporters and 10 years ago they were very similar. Yes. But it can be turned around. There is hope. So let's hope they, they can turn it around uh, for the league's perspective. Been a long time for the Saints. <laughs> what is it, 50 oh, long something time. years, 54 long years? Long time. And it doesn't look like coming quickly. <sighs> Oh, poor Saints fans. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, let's go to the Adelaide Crows announced today a couple of extensions, contract extensions. Nick Murray and Karen Strawn have re-signed for the club for a further two years. Nick Murray, I like this kid. He's a hard-nosed defender, 21 from Hintley in New South Wales. And Strawny, um, he's won back-to-back best and fairest for their sample team. I've obviously called a lot of his footy over the last couple of years. He is clearly one of the best players in the sample, but just can't quite get to that level because you've got big Rolly O'Brien standing in front of him at the moment. Oh, it's good to have support in that position, though, and um, that's what that team's for, to de- for me, that Crows team in the SNFL, is to develop those young guys. And if he's winning back-to-back MVPs, um, best mm. and fairest, in that, then, yeah, they should keep him on and they should be trying to find ways of getting him a run in that main team. If he's clearly the best player and that's what that team's for, then I don't see why they can't be trying different ways uh, to get him into the main roster. 
Yeah, so good news for Crows fans. I think they'd be happy with both those re-signing till the end of 2025. Let's switch uh, to the best sport in the world. <laughs> Basketball. Well, a bit biased, but a little biased. We'll go with that. Two of us. Um, NBA Lakers played the Cavs in Cleveland today, and it was not. I guess they the media always talk it up when LeBron goes, goes back, back to Cleveland. To yeah, like you know, it's his hometown. It's where you won a championship first, and that's you know they treat him. They treat him, I guess, a little bit special when he goes back there. Well, and the Lakers have been in – they've been playing well too. Yes. Uh, Westbrook's been playing well. Davis has been playing well. LeBron is always consistent. So to have uh, the Lakers playing well and coming into Cleveland is always worth building it up. And, uh, yeah, it didn't quite go their way. They no, didn't. they went down 116 uh, to 102. Anthony Davis only scored one point. He had 99 in his last two games. Wow. He was flying. He's killing it. He has been. And he started playing really well. Yeah. Not surprisingly when LeBron was out. Because he was getting a lot more touches and he just started flying. And he's carried that form on. And when those three are all playing well, they're a super dangerous team. But, yeah, for him to have one and and go down injured is not good. First quarter injury, he went off and we never saw him again. Um, Donovan Mitchell, we saw plenty of him. 43 points, six rebounds, five assists, four steals. And the crowd started uh, chanting MVP, MVP (laughs) when he's at the line. He's a good player. I I loved watching him with Utah. Um, Obviously followed them a fair bit with uh, Joe Ingles playing there. And and he was an absolute superstar there. And he's playing some really good basketball since he's moved over to Cleveland as well. Now, I did mention this during the break, um, something that was hilarious. I had this uh, while I was working hard at uh, my real job. Um, <laughs> I had the basketball one at halftime. The, 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 some of the best television you could ever want to watch is the TNT halftime show. Um, Kenny and Shaq had a race to the main stage, the big screen. If you've seen it before, you know what it's all about. Uh, Kenny Smith just gave Shaq a little shove and the big fella ended up in the Christmas tree. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go to social media and check it out. They'd need a bit more than a little shove to knock Shaq over, I would have thought. He reckoned, Kenny said because he, like, he'd got up a little bit of speed, it was just to knock him off his access. And <laughs> Momentum's <laughs> all over. Momentum's a killer. But it's, it is hilarious. Make sure you go and uh, have a look at that and uh, Shaq ending up as look, a present under the tree. So, <laughs> it's a big present. Talking about chemistry and that, the, that TV show has one of the best chemistries I've ever seen with Kenny Smith, Charles Barkley and Shaq, the way they go at each other. Yeah. Uh, the whole setup on that is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. They, and they get paid a fair, uh, fair little bit for, uh, <laughs> Not that they need for a 20 minute halftime show. Um, uh, it's yeah. I think, I think they just didn't Barkley just signed a 10 year deal to keep doing that. I think it was 200 million or something. Yeah. It's not bad. It's a yeah. little kitty change. Uh, Adelaide Lightning are going okay too. Mm. They've had another win at home. Um, they did. Uh, their imports were spectacular. Uh, Steph Talbot was Steph Talbot. She did some great things. And uh, Izzy Borlase was excellent as well. Uh, Lauren Mansfield uh, came back into some good form. But 45 points out of their two imports, they're really starting to hit some form. And they've strung a couple of really good wins together at home and uh, looking forward to seeing them use this as a real big launching pad to the rest of the season. Yeah, Nat Hurst in a first year as senior coach doing a great job. Well mm. done, Nat. 
All right, football is here with a $40 family pass available to the Izuzu Ute A-League men's T's and C's apply. After the break, we're going to speak to draftee from the Port Adelaide Football Club, Cole Marshall, great kid from the South Adelaide Footy Club. We'll speak to him. And the big man from the 36ers, Daniel Johnson, plays his 400th game for uh, 400 NBL game this Friday night against the Perth Wildcats for the 36ers. So stick around, we'll chat to DJ. It's an amazing effort. That is a huge effort. Yeah. Huge effort. 400 games. That's amazing. Yeah. He's got a bit to catch here, though. 520 odd. <laughs> we'll be back Around after that. We'll be back after the break. <laughs> this is Sports Day SA. This is Sports Day for Kia, the seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Welcome back to Sports Day SA, and you can be part of the show on the week's open line. Discover exceptional customer service. Weeks Homes, discover different. Text in 0427 154 166. Paul Bonds of Brett Maher with you. Now, Marzi, our first guest is a draftee of the Port Adelaide Footy Club. I'm sure he's very excited. He's brought to us by Aussie Made. It's important to buy Australian right now and look for the logo and to be sure to be to buy Aussie. Um, his name... Marzi, is Cole Marshall. Cole, welcome to Sports Day SA. How are we, boys? Uh, very good, my friend. Now, let, tell us a little bit about your how you started in footy. We know you're from South Adelaide, but tell us, uh, prior to getting to the Panthers, so where did your footy start? Yeah, so my my junior footy started down at the old local club, uh, Port Nolongo Cockle Divers. Um, grew, up, grew up playing their footy from uh, about under 10s to uh, under 15s. And then uh, sort of throughout that time, uh, did the development squad for South Adelaide, but um, trialled for them, but unfortunately didn't get selected. And then um, moved moved across to McLaren Vale um, to sort of progress my footy, um, as well as playing college footy for Cardone College, uh, just my local local school. And I think um, sort of throughout the, the Cardone years, uh, footy progressed from there. And then um, after one year of under-17s down at McLaren Vale, I um, was fortunate enough to play well in one of the games and the coach, Mark Clayton, saw me and then um, played uh, South Adelaide for the past two years in the under-18. Um, you've been said to be a, a tall, lanky defender, very coordinated. Uh, where does where does your athletic skills come from, Kyle? Is that from your mum's side, your dad's side? Have you got some family history along the way there? Um, not really too sure. Dad, dad likes to claim it, but I can't exactly <laughs> say it with his side. But um, I've sort of just always been on the more athletic side as a kid. Just sort of always been that sort of lanky, um, quick build. Um, wouldn't always say I've probably been like the uh, the most coordinated, but I guess it's sort of picked up over the years. But um, yeah, I wouldn't say there's sort of a side to the family. Dad grew up playing rugby and um, soccer, so you could say um, the sporting sporting background comes from there. But um, I wouldn't say so, so much athletic side. I think it's just sort of um, natural ability, I guess. What about brothers and sisters? Any other athletes in the family? Yeah, I got a younger younger brother named Lucas Marshall. He's um he's a thirteen uh, thirteen, and he's um, playing in the under fifteen. I was going into under fifteens this year down at uh, Portage Cockle Divers, where I'm um, sort of my, my family's based around. You were picked Dad, up. Dad's, uh, you go. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you were picked up uh, number fifty nine in the draft. Uh, a that must have been very exciting. Did you know? Um, that Port Adelaide had some interest in you there as well, as long as some other clubs? 
Um, sort of Port was like a uh, last last minute dot com type thing. I wasn't wasn't really too sure. Sort of had my, my fingers crossed, but um, they came to me about a, about a week before the draft. Had an interview with them, and there was not really any any hint towards sort of picking me up. It was possibly like a, as a train on, just sort of through the preseason. But um, I didn't really have much hope going into the draft. Just sort of saw saw the pick. I thought the final pick for Port was actually pick fifty three, where um, my good mate uh, Tom Scully went. But um. I just watched on for a little bit, just chilling on the couch, about to fall asleep, and then um, saw pick pick 59 came up for Port, and um, just sort of thought, oh, I might be in with a shot here, fingers crossed. And then um, about a minute before the pick went in, um, Jeff Parker, the list manager, gave me a call, and I think um, sort of reality reality's changed from there, and um, pretty exciting times. So uh, Parks gives you a call. Do uh, Does your place... The house go nuts, or uh, do people dive on top of you like, like we saw all night in the in the television coverage? Yeah, um, it was actually just myself, um, mum, and dad just on the couches. We didn't really right. have any expectations, so I, did, I didn't really want to throw a draft party. Then um, it doesn't work out. But about after about after ten minutes, the end picked up. It was about fifteen boys around the house, just all coming around to celebrate without even inviting them over. They just rocked up, friends <laughs> and family came in. And, um, yeah, we uh, had a few few quiet ones after that just to celebrate and um, just went from there, which is good. Party on, I'm thinking. Uh, so once uh, once that happens, what's the onboarding process from there? What What's the involvement? Do you get invited down the club? Do the senior players, kind of Rosie, et cetera, uh, give you a buzz? Have you met many of the guys? What's the process? Yeah, so um, it was on the Tuesday night I got picked up and the, the next day, um, obviously I got a call from Ken Hinckley, um, Tommy Jonas and got a lot of messages from the boys. The phone froze for a little bit so I sort of had to just put it put it to the side. But um, yeah, 8.30, 8.30 the next day I was in the club so I um, couldn't have a big one the night before but I um, was in the club, just got to meet Meet most of the most of the boys just introduce myself, see how the, the club goes, and um, watch a bit of their training or doing just a little bit of media stuff, which is good. And then um, obviously we've had uh, I think the senior boys all we had a full squad out this week, so um, just got to know the the main senior boys like Travi Boak and Ollie Wines, and then um, just in the full training from there, which has been good. Any fanboy moments uh, for you while you were training with these guys? Yeah, especially, yeah. It wasn't exactly because I wasn't originally a sports supporter, but I guess I am now. But it's just like you're, you're mesmerised by you looking up at these dudes playing like under 14s, 15s, just seeing them in the, the big time. And then it's like, oh, you're actually, you're finally here now. And um, it's pretty crazy just watching them train and how, how skillful they are. And um, yeah, it's pretty good to watch. So who did you support before uh, you got drafted? Um, I was originally a Bombers supporter, so I um, grew up, grew up uh, wanting to don the sash. I guess just just watching the Bombers, and then um, that's, I sort of got that from Dad because originally I'm from England, and um, over in England he uh, watched watched the Bombers play, and I think um, just kind of took over from there. And uh, what sort of player or which player uh, would you say kind of your game aligns with, or that you've modelled your game on uh, in the in the years coming to this? Um, I'd say someone of recent years, which is a similar build, probably Nick Cox from Bombers. But um, obviously he's a winger, so I'd say I sort of watched a fair bit of Harris Andrews from the Lions. He's sort of been a good, good uh, defensive role that I've looked back on. Just, just the way he uh, attacks the ball, the highest fly, always spoiling and just killing the ball, and then uh, backing himself in to take those intercept marks when um, it's coming. And um, what what do you like doing away from footy, Kyle? I mean, it can be so um, 
get so immersed in it all? What uh, What's your things you like to do to get away from it? Uh, my favourite thing would probably have to be whenever I have a free weekend, just going away camping. Um, unfortunately, you know, I've got a four-wheel drive, so um, I try to get away into the bush as much as possible or even just on beaches and just so I can relax and uh, get, out, get out of Adelaide and then um, just usually fishing. Those are probably the, the two big ones. What can Port fans expect from Cole Marshall as a player? What type of player are you? Um, I'd say probably athletic quick, so um, hopefully a lot of run off the, the back line for a tall. And then just um, always being accountable, just being able to um, hopefully win or have every contest. And I was reading uh, some of your highlights uh, and looking at some of the highlights. What's been some of the highlights to this point coming up through with the uni and at South Adelaide? Yeah, um, I'd probably say the big ones um, last year was probably just being able to play a state state 18 game. I was unfortunate a bit the year before the the 17s just missed out. But um, I think the goal, the big goal, was to crack the the state 18 side. Was fortunate enough to play two games, and I think um, that that was a big goal of mine, which I achieved. All right, Cole. Before we let you go, um, we probably got the tough question now. Um, we did a little bit of. Googling on you and then did a little bit of a search. And on the South Adelaide Footy Club website, you have a go-to warm-up song. And it's Bed by David Getter. It goes a little bit like this. So, Kyle, uh, the chorus there, uh, I've got a bed, but I'd rather be in yours tonight. You consider yourself a bit of a ladies' man, do you, Kyle? Oh, not not exactly, but I think that was just a song back in the day that just came first. One. I reckon I filled that thing in about two and a half years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, still, I, still, I still pump that in the car now and again, but I'd, I'd like to think I'm a ladies' man, but the ladies probably don't say it. That's fantastic. Um, really appreciate you coming on uh, Sports ASA and uh, have, uh, have – I know you're going to have a fantastic time down at Albert Noble and all the best and, and I'm sure we'll see you playing AFL footy before too long. That's the dream, boys. Really appreciate it. Cheers for having me. Thanks, Carl. Kyle Marshall there, the new draftee for Port Adelaide. Uh, spoke really well, didn't he? He did. I think uh, exciting few years ahead of him. Uh, they've got a good list. They're still in that window, I think, where um, they can make a real good charge uh, for the flag, especially if you look at Boke and some of these guys. Have only Getting a bit a, older, though. Got Perhaps. a couple more years. Oh, no, he just keeps going. Uh, he had a good year last year. So he's getting put into a really good environment and, Everyone you speak to, they have such a good culture down there. So good club to go into for a young fella and, um, yeah, hope he does well. It'll be interesting to see if the pressure comes on Hinkley like it did early this year where all of a sudden they're going, no, hang on, his, his, his contract ends this year and already the media will beat it up. If they lose two in a row, all of a sudden that comes out. That's just not fair, isn't it? It's not, and he's put, poured his heart and soul into that club. And I, I think if you're going to replace a coach, you have to have someone ready, willing and able that is better. And yes. at the moment, I don't think there's many out there that are better than Ken Hinckley for that fix at Port Adelaide. So um, I think he'll be fine. All right. Um, we've got a big man 
a big man on the on the show now. I've been waiting for this, and he is coming up to a milestone on Friday night. He plays his four hundredth NBL game. How many did you play, Marzi? Uh, 525. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say 526, but anyway. A seven-time MVP of the Adelaide 36ers. It's the big man DJ, Daniel Johnson. Welcome to Sports Day. Hey, guys. How's it going? Very good, DJ. Um, firstly, mate, congratulations. It's a huge milestone, and uh, um, I'm sure you've got a few more to go, more than 400. Maybe catch Marzi one day. Oh, I don't know about that, but um, hopefully <laughs> a few more there. DJ, DJ, I'll, sorry, I'll jump in. Um, did you ever think, uh, little kid growing up in Carnarvon in WA, that uh, A, you'd make it into the NBL, but then be able to go on to such a, a great long 400-game career plus more to come? Um, what was the dream? I mean, growing up, I, I didn't know a whole lot about basketball and the pathways, to be honest. Um, you know, I was kind of the first one in my family to, play it seriously at a club and, and all that. So, yeah, I was kind of just learning as I went. But, um, you know, once I realised, you know, the NBL was the big league and, and watching games like that, um, I mean, even my first couple of years in the league, I still probably wouldn't have picked playing 415 years in the league. So, it's yeah, it's definitely something special. Now, you started, uh, you went to the AIS in, in 2006. Do you, what do you remember about that experience? Oh, it was... It was a bit of a shock at the start. Um, you know, hadn't been in that professional environment, um, you know, to that capacity where just all day, every day is basketball and, and you know, just teaching you the right way to go about it. So, yeah, it was a bit of a shock, but, um, you know, it's the right place to be and it, it teaches you pretty quick, um, you know, the right things for what you have to do to get better. And, yeah, I think it helped me in the long run. DJ, you started with the Tigers in the NBL and then came to Adelaide. What was it at that point that, drew you to come to Adelaide and you've stayed here ever since. Um, what was that process in getting you to Adelaide like? Oh, I remember when Marty got the job, um, he just kind of reached out and said he wanted me to come come over and, uh, you know, he thought he could develop me further. And, you know, I played for Marty at the Institute, obviously, and, you know, I know he's, he's pretty hard on young guys, but he definitely develops them really well. And, I just wanted to get to work and, and get better. Um, I felt after my time in Melbourne, I just I wasn't at the level I wanted to be at. And I knew if I came to Adelaide, um, he'd, he'd get me right, which was good. And um, married to Daniela, um, she's been through this ride um, for the most part with you. Um, how's, uh, how's the process for this 400th game going? Is she going to cook you up a big pre-game meal, get you ready? I know... Um, the Italian background there should uh, should be cooking up something good for you. I would have thought. Yeah, I might have to might have to wait till after the game with the, all the Italian food <laughs> a bit heavy, but um, <laughs> uh, she's good. She might let me have a little sleep in on Friday, which would be nice, and uh, look after uh, our son, which would be nice. But um, no, nah, she's been great along the whole journey and very supportive, and, and kind of lets me go out there and, and, and play and um, takes care of everything else on the side, which has been great. Before we get too far into your NBL career, you've also played all over the world, which people may not know. You played in Puerto Rico and Poland, Iran, Argentina, Japan. Um, any good experiences and maybe some bad experiences from playing overseas? Oh, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Um, as Marzi knows, I'm sure there's just different things going on in different leagues. But, um, no, nah, I think you know, every experience has taught me different things and you know I'm really grateful I've had the opportunity to do that and, and see the world a bit through basketball and 
um, yeah, just go to some places that I probably never thought I would have been to and, and just, you know, realize that most countries, the people are great and the experiences are great. And, um, yeah, it's just special to be able to play basketball. Where was, where was the best place you played overseas? Uh, for me, it was probably Japan. Um, like, we were in Tokyo, and it's, it's just a great city. And, um, yeah, there's so much to do. And we are only there for a really short time, so probably not enough time to really do it all. But, no, I really enjoyed it. Interested to know, DJ, you won silver at the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. What that experience was like for you. Um, it's a, a new sport that's um, really growing quickly at the moment. Uh, How did you find that experience and the uh, the village, etc.? No, I really enjoyed it. Um, it kind of just came out of nowhere in the off-season. Um, just kind of got approached to do like a couple of the camps and I never really thought of it before. But as soon as they mentioned Tom Games, I was like, you know, it's probably the, the chance I've been waiting for to actually go to a major tournament like that. So, um, yeah, to go away was just a great experience. Um, the people that were involved in that were, were just great people and, and I just really enjoyed my time there. Um, it would have been nice to get the gold, but, um, you know, it's still good to, to come away with a, a silver and, and something that I think is pretty special. Is that medal in the sock drawer, is it, Deej? Uh, it's up in the cupboard at the moment. Um, <laughs> the little man running around, he, he kind of gets in there draw, so, yeah, it's up high. Uh, what about your first game for the 36ers? Uh, what do you remember, remember about stepping out to, at, uh, well, on Brett Maher Court, it would have been at that time, wouldn't it, Marcy? Or was it before then, before they named the court after you? Not sure. Yeah, not sure. <laughs> All right. What do you remember about your first game for the Sixers? Uh, I don't remember too much about it, to be honest. Um, I remember I wasn't playing a whole bunch that, that first year. I think I was back up behind uh, Adam Ballinger who was, who was really good at that stage one of the top five guys in the league so I wasn't playing a whole lot but um, yeah I just fell in love with the city I fell in love with the club and, and the support that, that we get here and um, yeah it's just been special to be on that journey 400 games DJ is there any specific ones that stand out in your mind as being just absolute crackers that you loved for either your own performance or the crowd any ones that stick out Oh, probably the two grand final series we played in were, were pretty special. Um, you know, the groups we had were really close groups and, and guys that I'm still friends with to this day. So, um, yeah, those are just great experiences. Obviously not winning hurt at the time and sucks. But, um, yeah, still just going, going through those uh, those grand final series are, are pretty special. I want to ask you about Joey Wright. He was your coach for seven years. Um, he could be quite tough on players and... I have a bit of inside knowledge here. He was quite tough on you at times. But do you think that bought the best out of you? Uh, oh, sometimes it did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's not listening, Joey. don't worry. <laughs> yeah, no. Right. Uh, Joey, Joey's good. Like, he, he definitely held me accountable, um, as he did with everyone, which was, which was good. And, you know, we had a lot of success with him coaching the club and, and managed to, like I said, go to those two grand final series. So there's a lot of good memories there as well. But, yeah, he was quite tough on people. And, um, you know, you kind of knew if you weren't winning and, and playing well, something was going to be said. But that's probably the right way to do it, I guess. We've got uh, Perth coming up on Friday, DJ. It's a massive rivalry game for Adelaide, probably um, our biggest rivalry team in the league. Um, what's that mean to you, playing against them at home for your 400th? Oh, I mean, just adds to it that they're, you know, the spot below us and the ladder and, you know, this win will separate us by two games from them, which that's a really important game for the club and 
obviously Perth going over and winning in New Zealand, they're, they're slowly figuring it out. Um, you know, we've been a bit up and down, so we're kind of just looking for some consistency. So, yeah, it's just a massive game from that standpoint. And, and the fact that they're our rival as well, definitely want to beat them. It looks like you're starting to develop a, a, a good, I guess, relationship with each other in this team now. You can see it developing. The ball's moving a lot better. Um, is that the way the whole group feels, or is it still does it still feel a little way off from uh, being perfect or where you want it to be? Oh, I think we've shown glimpses. Um, I think we're just trying to get that consistency. Um, you know, I think it starts with our defense. Um, you know, offensively we're not probably the best. We're just walking the ball up and, and getting through our sets. We're kind of a get stops and get out and run team and. We've shown when we do that, we, we've had a lot of success. So I think it's just starting on the defensive end with the effort and the intensity. And I think in the last game against Sydney, we didn't really have that. Um, and that kind of showed with the results. So, yeah, I think we're just looking for that, you know, that consistency and, and hopefully we can get a bit more of that on uh, Friday. DJ, interested in getting your take on this. Uh, obviously, since Randall uh, has left the team, uh, there's been a lot of talk about uh, third import, whether to get a third import, whether just to stick with this current group. Uh, CJ's come out a couple of times, especially this week, and said uh, that he's uh, always on the look and that he does take those names to the team and that the the kind of whole team decides on the whether they're going to get that player or not. That seems a bit weird to me. I would have thought that the coach would just pick the import and bring him in and just ask if anyone's got a problem with it. But... Uh, what's your thought, A, on uh, whether you should get one and, and B, the the process? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we definitely need to get one. Um, I think it needs to be the right person. Um, I think we've shown those have to buy into the culture and, and be about the group. And, and um, I think if we can get another guard, we can play a bit of point, a bit of two, that'll, that'll help us a lot. Um, just kind of getting through our sets when we get a bit bogged down in the half court. Um but obviously, it's about finding the right guy. Like guys, have probably got jobs at the moment still, and if they don't, it's for a reason. So just trying to find, you know, that guy that comes up, and I'm sure CJ will jump at it when he gets it. Um, as far as asking us first, um, yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll just agree with whoever he brings in. But I'm sure he'll pick the right. DJ, 400 games. Um, what does it mean to you now? And is 500 on the cards? Yeah, I mean, it, it's special. I think, you know, I consider I've still got a lot of basketball left, so I guess it's not kind of got that that end of, end of the uh, career kind of vibe to it. It just feels like a little thing to tick off along the way. So I'm hoping I can play for a lot longer. And uh, as long as I'm contributing and, and the body still feels good, I'm, I'm hoping I can go for a yeah, still a while longer, but yeah, definitely special at the same time. And yeah, I'm just hoping we can get a win for it. You've played against and with a, a heap of players, DJ. <laughs> um, who would you consider putting you on the spot here as probably your toughest opponent and um, favourite player to play with? Oh, it's, it's pretty tough, yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess those early years, having a guard, you know, the big like Rogers and Ronaldson and uh, even like Perry Cameron when I was, you know, a 19-year-old skinny kid was just, yeah, scary. Um, I didn't do too well against those kind of guys. So, yeah, that was always tough. And as far as who I've played with, I just played with a lot of great players over the years. Um, obviously, Creaky and Jerome were, were pretty good. I played with Anstey and Sam McKinnon at the Tigers and, you know, people like that. So, yeah, I've been very fortunate along the way to 
to learn off a lot of people and, and have some great teammates. DJ, appreciate you coming on Sports ASA. Good luck on Friday night against the Wildcats. Hope you score plenty, get plenty of boards, and have a big win on your 400th. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. Daniel Johnson from the Adelaide 36 is playing his 400th game. He was brought to us by Mate 5G mobile plans from just $40. 5G plans in every territory or state. Why wait? Switch to Mate. Marzi, we're almost out of time. Um, Sixes. They just get the job done against the Wildcats. They owe them. Big game. It's a big game, as he said. It'll separate them a little bit from the the people under them, and uh, and yeah, get them going in the right direction. And yeah, really interested to hear him say that they definitely do need a uh, kind of one-two man, which is kind of the way I'm leaning at the moment. I, I think even if you ask them, Mitch and Sunday for whatever reason aren't playing their best basketball at the moment. Yeah. Someone to really steady that ship at the front. Um, get us into what we need to get into and play alongside those guys, I think could work really well and, and put us up against those Sydneys and New Zealands really well. Need a bit of a knockdown shooter too, don't they? Just to, like They've got plenty it of shooting helps. power. Our, our three but point, if you've got someone to come in and just go bang. Our three-point percentage has been yes. terrible the last couple of weeks, so that would certainly help. Mate, thanks for coming in again today, and it's been great to have you here. We've got no show for the next two days because the cricket is on at Adelaide Oval. So uh, don't forget to tune into that on SEN Cricket. Uh, Jared Waitley, Adam Collins, Virat Sunder Rayson. Um, I think Chad Sayers is down there as well. So uh, enjoy the cricket over the next couple of days, and then we'll be back in Sports ASA again next week. It's been fun once again. Thanks for listening, and, uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. Go the Aussies. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer.